0: This episode of Gators Breakdown is brought to you by BetterHelp. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Gators to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Gators. Support for Gators Breakdown is also brought to you by Manscaped. Don't take a chance while trimming below the waist. Take 20% off and get worldwide free shipping with the code Gators20 at Manscaped.com.
1: gators breakdown because there's never a dull moment in gator nation
0: the gators breakdown podcast is ready to go i am your host david waters you can find me on twitter x whatever you want to call it at GatorDave underscore sec oh not the good news we wanted to have in this Episode. The Gators have their first scrimmage on Thursday, and out of that scrimmage, we get the unfortunate news Justin, Justice Boone, defensive lineman, edge player, goes down with an injury. Uh, we were hoping the news on Friday would not be as bad, but unfortunately, it is. Justice Boone will be out for the season, tore his ACL in the scrimmage. We'll get into uh, the details of that. Uh, Billy Napier goes into you know, how it happened uh, and what will happen in this rotation up front on defense without justice Boone, so we'll get into that on this episode of gators breakdown also uh you know we put a kind of timeline on it right here on gators breakdown and the decision has been made uh according to billy napier about a quarterback but not announced to the media i don't think it'd be any surprise that it will be Graham merch when it's announced but billy napier going about it a different way and not announcing it today in his press conference today after the first scrimmage so uh, that will be another kind of Topic we'll get into on this episode of Gators Breakdown, but also kind of look back at the first scrimmage with some news and notes from there as well. Uh, but man, what a bummer! Um, I, I got to hang out with Justice Boone a little bit. You guys have seen the new Florida Victorias video I've been sharing out, uh, you know, kind of uh, the together video. Uh, and I got to spend a few hours uh, with Justice Boone, Montrell Johnson, and Derek Wingo, and uh, as I mentioned, boom, spoke spoke to the media uh, last week as well, and you can tell he's kind of really come out of his shell a little bit. I mean, one of the most genuine players uh, I've encountered uh, lately, right there in Gainesville, and man, I just I, after that, and then you know, just seeing this, kind of you know, little spending a few hours with him, making a, a little bit of a connection, talking football, talking life. Uh, I really, I, I and just just a player. I mean, I'm I'm going to the the kid, the person first, but. Also hate losing the player uh, of Justice Boone. I thought he was kind of just set up for uh, maybe a breakout season right here in the SEC, but unfortunately, that will not happen with the torn ACL here. Uh, so hopefully, re- speedy recovery. Uh, Billy Napier says the the, the surgery being a couple of weeks. So hopefully, speedy recovery, and we're talking about him being that dominant player for the 2024 season. But uh, we'll get into it a little more. As I said, what Billy Napier had to say as well. But before we get there, everybody hit that like button. I know you don't like the topic there uh, of the injury, but uh, the work we're doing out here, Gators Breakdown on YouTube, live episode right here on this Friday um, a little bit different on a Friday, of course. You know, I try to throw out episodes early week, midweek, so they get a little more play time. Uh, but with all the news coming out, we, I knew there was going to be an episode today uh, with Billy Napier talking and the day after the first scrimmage. So hit that like button. Subscribe right here to get his breakdown if you haven't done so yet. Whether you're watching this live on YouTube, watching the replay on YouTube, listening to the replay in podcast form, subscribe on your favorite podcast po- platform as well if you haven't done so yet. Hey, look, you get those live notifications when we go live like this uh, right here on YouTube as well. And then, of course, uh, Gators Breakdown Plus. A lot of stuff going on there, of course, with the season right on the horizon. You get extra episodes, Discord, ch- Discord chat, ad-free episodes on Gators Breakdown P- Plus podcast feed, uh, Q&A, giveaways, custom shout-outs for all Access members. Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Link is in the description right there uh, to join Gators Breakdown Plus. All right. So let's get to it. And Justice Boone torn ACL out for a couple of weeks. Billy Napier said, and just how it happened, too. Um, Really makes you shake your head. Uh, Did it celebrating after a play was over. Freak accident. Billy Napier said, look, emotion and passion are part of it. You know, you're not going to change. The way guys celebrate and and all—it's just—it's a freak accident. That's all it is. And look, it it it, it stings that that's how it happened. I mean, look, there's no good way for it to happen. Now, yeah, you, yeah, you, no, non-contact. How a lot of these ACL injuries happen, uh, of course, are non-contact celebrating. You know, sometimes you can be engaged with another player, turn the wrong way. Uh, you know, so it wasn't in the action of football. Uh, but you really hated that, you know, comes with a celebration. But there's there's no good way uh, for, for this to happen there. But, and, you know, it just it, – it stings. Uh, and then no, no no other ways to, you know, sugarcoat it uh, just just for the kid and the situation itself. But uh, let's get to Billy Napier and what he had to say on the unfortunate injury to Justice
1: Putin. I would tell you this is one of the more challenging parts of the job. Uh, for me, relative to having a great relationship with a young man and then observing him work uh, and, and change his life as a person and as a football player, and not just the production on the field uh, that Boom brings to our team, but more importantly, his presence as a leader. Uh, and I do think this will galvanize our team. I think this is a guy they really love and care about. Uh, and will want to do their part to make up for his absence on the field. I think that we have that, that level of respect and accountability amongst our players and team. But we're going to rally around Boone.
0: There you go, rallying around the players. I said, you know, if, if from what I saw personally for a few hours that I got to hang out with him, if that's any indication of... How he is in front of his teammates and stuff, no doubt about it. He's a locker room god. Locker. Room. Hopefully, those, these guys do do rally around him and they and they use this as a rallying cry. Now, you you hope everything was kind of going swimmingly in that in that fashion anyway. That they're just ready for the season to get started. They're getting ready for Utah, and you know, but there are rallying moments uh, that that can happen in a, in a in a fall camp and practice and getting ready for a season and throughout the season. And this just might be one uh, for, for for the Gators. We're talking about the depth up front for the gators. You know, let's get to the football side of it and how much deeper they are up front. And thankfully so, yeah, uh, you, know, you, you have this happen and Florida still got a lot of names. And Florida still got some depth at this position. Um, you know the the defensive end, the edge. He was kind of going to float around a little bit. You heard him talk last week. You know we featured his press conference right here on Gators Breakdown. And there was going to be times he was standing. There was going to be times with with his hand in the dirt. Uh, and you know dropping back in coverage. You know his go his his role was expanding this year. And unfortunately, we would not get to see that, but. What about people we do get to see him? Mean, he was in a battle with Tyreek Sapp anyway. Uh, Tyreek Sapp's could be the first name uh, that that we bring up in here. And as I mentioned on Gators Breakdown Plus in the chat last week, we just haven't heard Tyreek Sapp's name a whole lot. This you guys remember a year ago? If you listen to Gators Breakdown coming out of spring and what I was hearing in fall, Tyreek Sapp was a guy I, name circled for me. I, I expected this big breakout, and we didn't necessarily get that this year. But maybe, as I said, maybe I was a year early. Uh, on that for Tyreek Sapp. So if it's going to be in that rotation, you know, maybe if Boone was down, Tyreek would be standing up or, you know, opposite, you know, of fashion uh, right there for, for, for this defense. I don't know exactly how it's working out, but Billy Napier does kind of shed some light on what will happen at the, on the defensive front with Justice Boone out and who else could step up. And one more player, you hear the question asked, and the guy who kind of, you've heard his name. You've heard the whispers day by day. Now, in the second week of fall camp, Jack Pyburn went out there and had himself an excellent scrimmage. Nipper goes into all that right here.
1: I think you've got um, the two true freshmen. Obviously, their role will increase, right? Kelby Collins and Cameron James. But there's a number of players from a grouping standpoint that will be a factor. Tyreek Sapp, Um you know, even Kayla Banks to some degree is a versatile player, um, and Jack Pyburn can play both sides. You know, he can play Jack and F. So, um, so we we've got confidence in the players. Um, we're just gonna have a little less experience out there than maybe you know Justice brings some experience to the table um, and leadership in general. You know, so the challenge here will be replacing that presence. Um, and we're going to do as much as we can to try to keep him connected to that that position group, that unit, and the team. Uh, but I think the big thing here is that there'll be a, f- a few more things to learn for some of these players. But in general, um, you know, there'll be some adjustments that don't need to be made.
0: You mentioned Jack What have you seen out of him from the time you've been here and to where he's at right now?
1: yeah jack's one of the more impressive young men that we have you know in terms of work ethic self discipline uh he's very motivated um jack's one of those guys that is at his best um, when the pads are on you know he he is a motor um he's tough he's physical he plays with effort he's a smart player Uh, he has the respect of his teammates he has the respect of the staff Uh, And this guy had probably one of the best off seasons, if not the best of any player on our team, right? In terms of body composition, all the metrics that we test, he had made significant improvements. So um, there is, you know, he's, again, he's another good example. He's got that gator in him. That's what I would tell you, right? So Jack is, uh, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch.
0: I don't think I've heard Billy Napier say that before about a player. "Quote: He's got that gator in him." <laughs> I mean, so hey, g- great praise right there for Jack Pyburn. You know, the second-year player from just down the road for me. Uh, I went to school in Bowles. I live in around that area in Jacksonville, so I uh, knew about Pyburn. You know, followed his career a little bit here in high school, and I know it looked like an Auburn-Miami battle throughout the recruiting process. Billy Napier gets higher. Florida comes in late, and he just makes a short track down to Gainesville from Jacksonville. Uh, and, hey, let me just keep the school colors. He was orange and blue uh, right there at Bowles in Jacksonville and keeps the, keeps the orange and blue right here uh, in Gainesville for the Gators as well. But uh, just a player that uh, you, you you started hearing uh, the whispers of his name a bit. Three sacks uh, in, in the scrimmage is the word that uh, has kind of been confirmed all throughout there. So, uh, But also just a guy who's been – uh, just kind of putting in the work and putting his name in to get some serious playing time this year. You know, had a year of adjustment last year from special teams uh, out there for Pye but and some in the bowl game a bit as well. But then, uh, you know, now it's time to put all the experience from year one to use and certainly seems to be doing so. Uh, and A versatile player, as you heard Billy Napier say, he can line up on either side and, and he's really looking forward to, kind of him living up to at least a, that expectation of kind of being the, the weight room guy and putting in all the work necessary to, and letting it p- pay, pay off on the field. He's not going to um, – I, I believe we had the story uh here in Jackson. He gets up like so, so early in the morning and, and, and a workout warrior. He was a wrestler in high school too, so you, you got that background in him as well. So, you know, I don't know – how outstanding of a player he'll eventually end up being. I'm not saying he can or can't be. Uh, I'm just, you know, just kind of looking down the road. But right now, uh, maybe, and with Boone out, going to have to be a, a, a rotational piece right here on this defensive front. So uh, we zoom out a, a little bit from Jack Pyburn, but high praise for him. A player I think we will we'll certainly hear from a, a good bit this year. But uh, kind of way it was described to me yesterday, you know, Boone, Tyreek Sapp, you know, the starter at end. Uh, those guys fighting. Uh, for, for, for that spot, but then Jackson, McClellan, Banks, some combo of guys, those guys in the interior. You even heard Billy Napier say Banks can be even more flexible and they're sliding out a little bit if they need to be uh, to go along with Princeley at, at, at edge. So Sap, Jackson, McClellan, Banks, Princeley. Look, that's still a really good front to me. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I, I'd love for, love for Boone to be out there. And like I said, uh, the, where there wouldn't be any kind of drop off between him and Sap or uh, him and whoever else, you know, that they, they, they want to rotate in there, you know. So that that's where it hurts, is if now would there be a drop-off when you have to go down a level. And certainly, you know, we're getting rave reviews right now uh, from somebody like Jack Pyburn, but then, you know, with Tyreek Sapp, you know, coming along as well and fighting for that starting role there with Boone, you know, you, you, you do wonder, is there a drop-off at all uh, when, when it comes to this? You know, you probably had Sapp and Boone and maybe uh, Pyburn and Boone, you know, fighting it fighting it out, too. Uh, So those three guys, did you have all three guys playing at the same level? I mean, we we, we know Sap a little more experience than Pyburn. Brune a lot more experience uh, there. But now you lose that experience. Somebody like Pyburn's going to have to now. You just got to show up on the scene uh, and use the first year of experience of just being a freshman, acclimating yourself to the game. But not something like you know Sap, who was on the field a good bit last year. But now, um, hey, Opportunity presents itself uh, right here, so uh, really looking forward to uh, you know just the development there and seeing if, if there's a drop off uh, right there in production. But uh, to go along, you know, it's more Watson, Will Norman, his name's coming up as well uh, in kind of that second grouping right there on, on the defensive front. Collins, of course, uh, Billy, Speaking of injuries, a bit right here with Boone. Collins should be coming back as well. Billy Napier said in his press conference today uh, at the same time. Kelby Collins. Um, kind of in, in that ten-day window right now, uh, and maybe sooner rather than later is what Billy Napier said. So, Kelby Collins, of course, now um, when injuries like this happen, true freshman or not, you come up the depth chart. So, you're, kind of, that, that's where you're looking. Um, a lot of Billy Napier mentioned a freshman um, that's going to have to step up a, a, as well. So, um, Cam James is another name right there from from Gainesville. Uh, going to have to make him make his name known uh, throughout at least, you know, depth pieces throughout fall camp and, and practice throughout. And maybe he can make something uh, of this opportunity as well. But still the front, sap Jackson, McClellan, Banks, Princely, really good front in, in my mind. Takes a hit right here with Boone, but it doesn't have to be a huge hit with the players Florida has right now. And now it just makes it imperative. You know, you got even more now you got to stay healthy on the defensive front and the SEC and how physical this league is and how physical your first opponent is uh, with Utah as well. uh, we'll, We're going to see it. We're going to see it early, Uh, especially in the first month of the season, basically when Florida plays Utah and Kentucky, two very physical teams that are just going to run right at you. We're going to see how this defensive line holds up early on. So uh, at least this injury happened early enough in fall camp, Florida can make some adjustments uh, right here, learn what you have. Uh, and We'll, here, Billy April kind of you know, go into it as well, you know, about the scrimmage and kind of where they're at right now. Your know, next step is really solidifying the two deep. This injury happens soon enough in fall camp where you don't have to readjust too much. Uh, and as I said, kind of you kind of knew where this was leaning anyway with the main cogs and the main names up front, but unfortunately, it's going to be without Justice Boone. So other injuries, uh, of course, uh, Dante Sanders. Uh, while we're on the injury front. Uh, right here and the unfortunate news with Justice Boone. We'll keep going down. Nothing else serious uh, coming from Billy Napier's press conference in the day after the scrimmage. Uh, Dante Xander's tied in that 10-day window um, as he's dealing with a lower body injury. Billy Napier said, Kelby Collins, pretty much the same, but quote on him, maybe sooner rather than later. And then we'll go through the guys who did not participate in the scrimmage later on, but... Scooby Williams, Jason Marshall, Lindale Hudson should be back tomorrow. We record this on Friday. They should be back on Saturday. Uh, Devin Moore still lim- uh, still in that, quote, return to play protocol. So last time we got together and we were discussing injuries in Devin Moore, that was still the same stage he was in. Uh, so he was not in the scrimmage yesterday either. We heard from him last week, about a week ago. And then all of a sudden, uh, now he's he's missing practice. So, uh, we'll see. He doesn't seem too serious, but uh, Billy Napier still labeling him in that same way he did before, quote, return to play protocol. So we'll see what that means now for Devin Moore uh, and some of these injuries as well. But hey, plenty more to get into on this episode of Gators Breakdown uh, quarterback talk. And we'll take a look back at the uh, scrimmage uh, that was on Thursday as well. Um, but before we do, let's hear a word from Gators Breakdown sponsors. Gator's Breakdown is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. I've seen firsthand the difference therapy can make with a family member and the relationship is now better, stronger than ever before. It's hard to take care of life challenges if you don't take care of yourself first, and that's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp brings the therapy to you. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/gators today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash gators. Support for Gators Breakdown is also brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code GATERS20 at Manscaped.com. And look, guys, it, it starts as soon as you get it in the mail. that beautiful box comes in and lets you know you open it up the modern man is a man who takes care of himself manscaping isn't just for live special occasions it's a requirement for optimal health superior hygiene healthy self-esteem you now have the right tools for a safe and precise grooming in the hard to navigate sensitive groin area plus post trimming products to keep your boys dry and fresh all day long i mean you open up the box and you get that nice little message right there from manscaped the box of the Performance Package 4.0 that includes the lawnmower 4.0, the fourth generation waterproof trimmer. Got that ceramic blade to help reduce grooming accidents. Performance Package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker, and nose and ear trimmer that actually works. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner are here to take your ball game to the next level. And then Manscaped even gives you two free gifts in the Performance Package 4.0 the Manscaped Boxers and the Shared Travel Bag. Get 20% off, plus free shipping with the code gators 20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off, plus worldwide free shipping with the code gators 20 at manscaped.com. Uh, going back to his injuries right quick, Billy Napier did say they were being overly cautious, and I know there was a list of names there. Boone really being the only serious one right now. You know, how you know, Xanders has missed some time. And still about 10 days away, so I guess somewhat serious. Uh, but looking at what type, Florida's doing at tight end right now, all this Bordingham, uh, hopefully Odom comes along as well. But Boardingham certainly, he's been limited somewhat uh, this past week as well. Uh, but nothing, he's saying there's being overly cautious right now. Um, so that's good to hear. You know, nothing else that's major as far as injuries go right now for the Gators, and hopefully it stays that way. Uh, coming off the unfortunate news about Boone. So uh, let's keep it going right here. And about quarterback, no announcement on the quarterback. I, I thought we may get it. And I think and Billy Napier even brought it up uh, before he was even asked. because I know you guys want to know about quarterback. And everybody was kind of putting this Friday press conference after the first scrimmage as kind of the timeline of when the, it would be announced. Napier says there is a process. A decision will be coming soon. Wants to meet with the players first, meet with the team first, but, quote, We've seen enough. We want to go through a process with the players and the team before we announce it to the media. So there you go. I mean, the decision's been made. I think we all know it's going to be Graham Mertz, who by all accounts has just really turned it on this fall camp. Uh, has looked better than he did and the last time we all saw him in the spring. Spring game, a little more fluid. Um, the the, the offense is coming together. Uh, does not look lost. Uh, he, he's got a command of the offense Uh, And we'll get into the the scrimmage here in just a second and probably why, you know, even extending why he is the guy, uh, the the number one quarterback right here. But, you know, no worry (laughs) that uh, this is not a we don't know who the quarterback is uh, situation here, (laughs) right here after the first scrimmage. This is a and guys we know Napier style by now. He's going to do it in a respectful manner. Uh, So he's going to meet with the guys. Now you probably could say, okay, well, could have met with them this morning, met with the team this morning. Well, they got to practice today. They were already going to meet today anyway. So next time we get Billy Napier, whenever that is, I'm sure it'll be early next week. Uh, That may be when we get the official announcement uh, of a starting quarterback for the Gators. And I think we all know by now uh, that it is looking like it's going to be Graham Mertz and I'm I'm feeling better about it, Um, you know, getting the – uh, about where I you guys know I, I put it out last week. I'm feeling better about this team, feeling good about what we're hearing about him and his command and control of the offense, uh, not doing too much out there uh, as far as um, forcing the issue in this offense. And we'll see where it goes. We, we, we'll, we'll see where it goes, but uh, feel, feeling better about it. Um, but no word, no official word coming out of the press conference for a starting quarterback um all right let's go let's go to the well no, you know what let's go i'll go through some more notes of the press conference uh right here through uh after after the press conference on the, the first scrimmage on thursday Napier met with the media on friday uh we'll get his thoughts on the scrimmage too but some more notes um coming through here special teams Special teams was brought up, and that's something we've glossed over right here on Gators Breakdown, um, my fault uh, a little bit. Not much out there. And it's one reason he's been asked about it, but did say the true freshman now. Eugene Wilson, Andy Jean, Andy Mizell getting work in, in special teams right now to go along with Ricky Persall and Trevor Etienne. Uh, I still think those are your main cogs now, but he did make sure to stress, and this is no surprise, I don't think, no surprise that Trey Wilson I know I keep saying Eugene, and you guys call me out for it, and I deserve it. But <laughs> for whatever reason, I cannot get past Eugene. Uh, but Trey Wilson, um, he's going to be he's going to be a major player in special teams for the Gators. Uh, Billy Napier pretty much even you know said his name in the list of freshmen, and then came back around to that to, to, to Wilson when he was talking about special teams and putting it on the heels of of Ricky Pearsall and Trevor Etienne. Well, I still expect those two guys to be probably the main cogs, at least to start the season, uh, especially on the road at Utah. Um, but we'll see. I mean, maybe Eugene Wilson is just so explosive enough that you, you cannot not have the ball in his hands. Um, so that, that, that may be a part of it too. But e- any combination of those three guys, I mean, there's got to be a lot of trust in Ricky Piersol and his approach to the game. Trevor Etienne, I'm, I, as soon as they put him in last year at kickoff return, I, it, he, it got better. Uh, he, he makes things happen. Great vision uh, back there, that kickoff return role. And now th- the question becomes, while we're talking about injuries a little bit this episode, you know, how often do you want to put those guys in harm's way? Now, kickoff return, you know, there's a lot of touchbacks going on, uh, Punt, punts, you know, there's a lot of fair catches. Uh, so there's not a ton of opportunity, but I do believe, um, you know, if this offense, you know, while I feel better about, about where it is, there's still a question of how explosive it can be, how um, – how big play capable it's going to be. Well, if you can get better field position out of it, and you know, instead of these 10, 12 play drives, if you're starting a, a, a near midfield a bit more, because if you got Pearsall and ETN back right there and Eugene Wilson back right there, well, okay. Well, you cut you cut the opportunities for mistakes down. You know, 10, 12 play drives, we'll kind of get into it with the with the offense a little bit. You know, I don't know how much success you're going to have in the sec gaming and game out of that you're still going to have to have the big plays billy nature's offense has big plays but any way you can help the offense if you can start at the 50 and these 10 12 play drives turn into six eight play drives you know your limits you're you're, you're limiting mistakes you're limiting opportunities for mistakes you're limiting opportunities for turnovers to happen on offense so it special teams can go a long way in just the complementary football aspect of it and helping an offense that may have to string together play after play after play and keep the chains moving, keep the chains moving, and maybe not have as many big plays because of, you know, missing Anthony Richardson's explosion uh, back, back there in, in the run game. How much does that affect you know, the big playability of this offense? I still think I still think it will be there. I still think it will be there some. Uh, but any way you can help this offense get near midfield, maybe that's why you have Pearsall back there, ETN back there, Eugene Wilson back there. Uh, so – you know, we'll see. It's it's uh, it's it's interesting. I have no issue with it. I I believe you don't coach scared. Uh, with injuries, you've you've heard me got you've heard me say that plenty of times before. You go out there and put the ball in the hands of the best players. So if, that was, if that's Ricky Pearsall and Trevor Etienne on special teams, Eugene Wilson comes along the way as well. Then so be it. Uh, you just and if, especially if it helps your offense out, on a on a consistent basis. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I I like I like what I heard about it, and those names that are continuing to be said about special teams uh, in the return game. So we'll see uh, what that means for the Gators this season. Uh, offensive line. Uh, Billy Napier was asked about the offensive line as well, and says he feels better about the depth and the talent they have on the interior. They're deeper there, uh, and especially comparing that to offensive tackle, where you know he says they got the two offensive tackles. They feel good about the two starting ones. But they are trying to figure out that third offensive tackle, and that had kind of been put on hold because of Lindell Hudson being in print concussion protocol uh, involved in a car wreck, and then just you know nothing serious, but it had to be through concussion protocol. And we already know how that how serious that is, just on the football side of things. But now, just in life, well, it translates on the football field. You still got to go through that concussion protocol. You don't want to put him in harm's way. Uh, so, still trying to figure out that that third uh, third tackle there. Competition and growth is what Billy Napier's looking for uh, there in this offensive line. But did give a lot of praise to the, the interior of the offensive line and how good he feels about that right now. Uh, and starting two offensive tackles to go along. Damian George, Austin Barber. But now, right now, trying to figure out that third offensive tackle. So, all right. There we go. We'll get into what Billy Napier had to say about the scrimmage. And, and we'll go through a, a couple of news and notes that uh, I was able to to gather throughout the first scrimmage, as well. You
1: know, I think for the most part, I was pleased with the scrimmage. I thought we could have in space. We didn't necessarily tackle as well as maybe we would like in the secondary. Um, but I think I do think that um, there was a lot of quality football in terms of the precision. You know, the the film is cleaner. You know, I do think. Some of the players we were without affected the, the quality of the twos, in my opinion, you know, because of the depth. But uh, there's a mixture of lineups out there with those groups. But I think when we put our first group out there, it's starting to look what it's supposed to look like. Um, and then don't get me wrong. I mean, there there's a lot of players in that second group that do a really good job. I just think we had, we had a handful of players out that affected the depth, the quality of the scrimmage in that regard.
0: There we go. Billy Napier's thoughts on the scrimmage. And, of course, the, the, the first big worry that, that he kept, they didn't, he, he didn't shot or hide behind. He's tackling in space. And, oh, boy. I mean, that's something that it, it, in the secondary that we have been accustomed to uh, back there the last few years with, you know, Trey Dean and, and Rashad Torrance back there and their issues and diagnosing and breaking down players in front of them and, and not being able to tackle very well. Well, you know, we don't know. He said the secondary as a whole could have been some corners. I'm, I'm sure safeties are in there as well uh, when it comes to that. And we don't know if it was first team. Don't know if it was second team. Uh, that was something, of, of course, as notes were coming out, uh, being shared, that wasn't necessarily shared uh, behind the scenes, but Billy Napier uh, in front of the mic letting us know that tackling in space uh, was an issue. So uh, something worth keeping an eye on and you know why, why you bring in a transfer like R.J. Moten there from Michigan as well. And, Uh, Something hopefully he could get better in uh, from what we saw at Michigan, but uh, yeah, you know we'll hopefully get some more clarification uh, on that as we move forward. But uh, Billy Napier not hiding behind the fact of something they struggled in in the first scrimmage. And look, that's another thing; it's just a first scrimmage. But hearing that after what we have seen the last couple of years, uh, it has some reservation there, of course. So I like what he said about you know the first group's getting getting further along to where they look like the first group and what the first group should be doing uh, this part of uh, fall camp and after, uh, after a first scrimmage, what they should be looking like but I did say and well, we just went through all the, the injuries and, and, and nothing serious uh, but kind of just going through it, you know these players were in non-contact jerseys, but Hacleats own did take part uh, in the scrimmage, All boardingham, Johnson Odom, um, you know Kel- 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 Kelby Collins, but it uh, just like Collins will be out. Uh, but he wasn't cleats yesterday. But Oliver, Sportingham, only one I really know out of that group that uh, had some work there. But guys that were in no contact jerseys did not take part in the scrimmage. Scooby Williams, Jason Marshall, Devin Moore, Cam Waits, uh, Lindale Hudson, uh, and Shamar James, of course, who still uh, had that injury scare. He could have been the first big one a couple of weeks ago, but thankfully um, not. And hopefully he'll be back on the field soon as well. Uh, but looking at you know just that that list, I mean there was a few lists there. Marshall. Starter Devin Moore fighting ones and twos with with, with Kimber uh, Scooby Williams the, the same way uh, so that's where Billy Napier when he says second team fighting some depth issues you know you you see you heard the names uh, right there and, and maybe why so um, also I brought up Cam Wait's name good to see him back on the field with with that uh, nursing that Achilles injury well Billy Napier did tell us um well SEC Media Days I believe that they expect to get him back at some point in the season. Uh, now he's out there in fall camp on the field, recovering from that Achilles injury. So Florida may be getting some depth back on the offensive line at some point in the season. He won't be ready for Utah, uh, but maybe sometime in October uh, we can expect Cam waits, but good to see him out there. You never know Achilles injuries, especially a guy his size, how fast that will heal. Good to hear that he's back out there uh, and taking that. So um, the depth of the second team, you heard Napier say kind of made it where they were, they were going to struggle a bit and, uh, hard to put some things together uh, with the depth concerns right now. So hopefully this team is going to start getting healthier, get on the mend as we're you know not so far away from game one right now. But looking back at the scrimmage, first-team offense versus second-team defense and first-team defense versus second-team offense. And uh, that led the way for the ones on both sides of the ball to kind of do some good things there. First-team defense dominated, second-team offense, which you just heard Billy Napier say. And look, we, we know – if you're talking about second team offense and we just heard the comments about the offensive line and then the list I just went through of offensive line as well, they're probably a little short on the offensive line. We saw some of that in the spring game as well. So no surprise to hear that the first team defense, as good as we think this defensive front can be, that they're going to go out there and just dominate the second team offensive line right now. That's what they should do. <laughs> so uh, good to hear that. But first team offense, going back to that, versus the second team defense for most of the part, uh, Mertz did the simple things well in the scrimmage. If you follow me on Twitter or, or the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord, uh, all the notes were put there on the, on the Discord yesterday uh, right after the scrimmage, but also uh, did put some on Twitter. Mertz did the simple things well in the scrimmage. Not much down the field. Now that's going to be the biggest question mark for me right now, but Mertz was on fire. Short, intermediate, using crossing routes, uh, we saw back at open practice last week, you know, rollouts to to, to, to go along with this. Uh, so you start taking a look at, you know, what Mertz can do well is things Florida could have used last year. Now, different types of quarterbacks. Mertz is not going to go out there and run 60 yards like Anthony Richardson did. So, you know, where's your checks and balances? You, you get one thing, you take away another. You know, so what does that mean for overall in this offense? But as I said, if you can keep the chains moving, that will go a long way uh, in, in this offense. And probably what this offense is going to be mostly based on, uh, but, you know, down the field is probably something we'll keep an eye on uh, or an and ear out for and then wait to see what the season holds as far as can he start pushing the ball down the field. But with the playmakers Florida has, and Ricky Persol and Eugene Wilson and the speed of the, of the other freshmen, you know, get the ball in their hands and maybe, maybe, maybe the big plays come from there. You don't have to throw the ball 60, ball, 60 yards in the air down the field, but a 60-yard play can happen if you get the ball in – One of these guys' hands, and they take it 50 yards after a 10 yard catch. So, that's, you know, we'll see. We'll we'll see where the big plays come from. But for now, it's not down the field from the quarterback spot. No complaint. And that's not a complaint right now, by the way. It's just an observation of what we're hearing. Uh, But, you know, plenty of use for the running backs and tight ends. Uh, Something else we didn't see a whole lot of last year plenty of use of the running backs and the tight ends in the passing game overall. And one such, one such example, and Shannon Snell, of course, get, former Gator offensive lineman, he put it on Twitter, and then I had a conversation with him not long after that. Um, he threw out there, saw Montreau Johnson, Trevor Etienne in the backfield together at the same time, and then that play, it was a pass that ended up going to Montreau Johnson. So I think throughout some of these highlights and these videos and We've seen where some of the wide receivers are in the backfield. Now we're seeing two back sets, of maybe a, a, as part of this offense, Billy Napier's getting a little more creative in this offense for this year. So starting offensive lineman, uh, Barber left tackle, a rotation of, now catch this, Harrison Leonard at left guard. Yes, left guard, not Mazuka. Mazzucca was on the right side, at right guard. Uh, Kingsley in the center right there, George at right tackle uh boardingham and handsome tight ends with the other guys not p- participating uh out there there's your two main tight ends uh for the for the scrimmage but interesting to uh, the guard uh rotation there is this just a do they feel better about mizuka on the right side of which he'd be replacing osiris torrents <laughs> from last year or is this just a hey, just because a rotation we want to see we want to cross train um so we, we, we that, I'm sure that's part of it as well. Uh, but could this end up being the starting? You know, Do they see something they like here better instead of the assumed Mazooka on the left and then it being Harris or and or Leonard on the right side? So on defense, the highlight up front, we'll go back to it one more time, Jack Pyburn continuing what we've heard throughout camp so far. Three sacks on the day, uh, going to play a role this year, Get more opportunity now that Justice Boone goes down. Uh, but, you know, Tyreek Sapp, probably your starter there uh, right now in that spot. But it will be some rotation, some guys playing some different roles, depending on down and distance and situations, of course. Uh, we we'll Keep it going. And coverage was good in the secondary for the most part. Um, combos of Moten, Mitchell, Wilson, Castel, uh, Castell, ripping with the first team in safety spot. And, of course, Jalen Kimber is the guy who had to step up in, at the cornerback spot Marshall out, more out of the scrimmage. Jalen Kimber been having a really good offseason, good fall camp so far. He's going to get plenty of play in time, whether he's cornerback two or not. Uh, there was, but you know, Devin Moore missing time. Jalen Kimber healthy finally uh, and taking advantage of that, but also taking advantage of other guys missing their opportunity. So yesterday in the first scrimmage, he's cornerback one. Uh, so Jalen Kimber uh, getting the main reps uh, for the – number one defense at the cornerback spot right there. So, all right, scrimmage one under the books, and unfortunately, some good. There there was some good there, but unfortunately, uh, the news of Justice Boone tearing his ACL in the scrimmage, and man, just unfortunate. I'm kind of bummed uh, about that one, and uh, we'll see where the Gators turn there, but excited, excited excited to see an unearthed, Maybe Jack Pyburn and some of these freshmen that Florida brought in as well. You know, Kelby Collins or T.J. Searcy up front as well. And you know, some of those guys step up at the same time. Cam James. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what it means. But now those guys, those guys have to, uh, you know, opportunity is created here. Go take advantage of it. All right, guys, that would do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. Thanks to – man, so hit that like button one more time if you're right here watching us live. Subscribe if you haven't done so yet. A good audience right here on a Friday afternoon. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Uh, we don't have much longer where these weekends are football-free, do we? I know we're, I'm counting down the days too, my friends, and ready to, ready to see some football, ready for this Florida team to take that trip to Utah. But weekend coming up, not many Saturdays left without this glorious sport of college football. Uh, but uh, – We'll, uh, we'll, we'll be here every step of the way. Uh, we've got a lot of players to hear from coming up there. So probably next episode, uh, next week, next Monday, Will and I will get back together. We'll hear from RJ Moten for sure, especially Billy Napier's comments. Now, this was before the scrimmage, so we'll, we'll, we'll hear from Moten. You know, just a lot to take away from what he had to say. Uh, but with Billy Napier's com- comments of, um, you know, he wished tackling in space would have been better in the secondary. Uh, one player we will hear from that secondary will be, uh, uh, RJ Moten, but Tyreek Satt will probably go back and hear what he had to say as well. Uh, of course, before the the injury to Justice Boone, but somebody will definitely want to hear from uh, kind of where he thinks he's at in, in this point in his career. But uh, Trevor Etienne is also speaking to the media today on this Friday as well. So I know uh, probably uh, where we'll go uh, with the next episode and get Will's thoughts on uh, the quarterback situation and, of course, the unfortunate Justice Boone. Uh, news as well. So that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am your host David Waters. You can find me on Twitter X at GatorDave underscore SCC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.